What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Jay Baruchel and the movie Palm Springs. But first, let's talk about the career of actor Jay Baruchel. He is one of my all-time favorite comedic actors. And for a span of about a decade, it felt like Jay Baruchel was in every single comedy that I love. Knocked up, Tropic Thunder, She's Out of My League. This is the End, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I just feel like Jay Baruchel was in all of those comedies that mean so much to me. I mean, this was a guy who started out as a kid actor. He is a small role in the Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, which is a great movie, and then he gets his own sitcom with Seth Rogen that I just recently watched Undeclared. There's something about him that's just so unique and different. He is the perfect comedy straight man because he lets other people shine. He does so well in scenes with Charlie Hunnam, where Charlie Hunnam is playing this over-the-top guy who is obsessed with girls, and then you also have Seth Rogen in the show, but the heart of the show is Jay Baruchel. He plays this goofy, nerdy guy who's hooking up with a girl for the first time. I mean, you feel the awkwardness in Jay Baruchel. He is the most relatable character on that show. I just find him really relatable. He is so good at playing the everyman. I mean, just watch Tropic Thunder. Robert Downey Jr. is going all out. Ben Stiller is playing this nutso character. Jack Black is insane. Jay Baruchel is the one who's like playing this normal guy who is in this extraordinary circumstance. And I think that's what a lot of his movies are based off of this ordinary dude who's in this extraordinary situation. I mean, look at Sorcerer's Apprentice. He's this wizard guy who gets the girl. I mean, he's not, he doesn't look like the type of guy that would be in that situation, but yet he plays it off so well because again, he's overwhelmed by these situations. He's so good at playing that. It's the exact same thing with She's Out of My League. I mean, here's this guy who's nerdy and he's dating this girl who's so out of his league. Nobody else could have pulled that off to where that premise seems ridiculous, but because it's Jay Baruchel, you feel like this guy, it is an actual concern of his that he is dating this woman. It's a believable circumstance. He gets you to believe that he's a sorcerer who's overwhelmed. He gets you to buy into the premises of movies that shouldn't be movies. I think any other actor in She's Out of My League, that's a bad movie. I think if any other actor is in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, I think that's a bad movie. I think Jay Baruchel is the perfect guy to play these ordinary characters who are put in these extraordinary circumstances because he plays it so authentically well. And really the only movie where he gets to play a ridiculously over-the-top supporting character is in Knocked Up where he goes throughout that movie shirtless, which I find hilarious, by the way. And in This Is The End, I think he gives the best performance because he's, again, he's playing this guy who's in this extraordinary circumstance and he's trying to use logic and trying to think about being a good person. He is so funny in that movie and his dynamic with every character in that movie is fascinating. I mean, him and Jonah Hill, him and Seth Rogen, him and James Franco, he is playing this guy who was at a party and he feels out of place. That premise is what gets me to believe this apocalyptic scenario. I believe these ridiculous circumstances because Jay Baruchel is the one ex- experiencing it and I don't think those movies work without him being the lead of them. I don't think This Is The End works without Jay Baruchel. 
I don't think the Sorcerer's Apprentice works without Jay Baruchel. And again, I don't think She's Out of My League works without Jay Baruchel. I think he's a unique talent in that way. He gets you to believe in these ridiculous circumstances. And when you look at Jay Baruchel, he's kind of an underrated movie star. Like, I don't think he gets enough credit for the work that he's done. He's been in a dramatic film with Clint Eastwood and Million Dollar Baby. He has a franchise in How to Train Your Dragon, which some people think is the best animated trilogy of all time. Like, this guy has put in an insane amount of work. He has been doing it for the longest time since he was a kid and almost famous. And again, I don't think he gets a lot of the credit because for the most part, he plays the straight man. Like, when you watch She's Out of My League, it's TJ Miller who's the one who gets to be hilarious. Jay Baruchel has to play the lead character, which can be boring at times. I mean, I think playing the straight man is an important role in these comedies. Jason Bateman has made a career of it. I mean, going back to This Is The End, I mean, again, Franco is going all in extreme. Danny McBride is playing this extreme, over-the-top comedic version of himself. Jonah Hill is going for it. Seth Rogen is going for it. Jay Baruchel is the heart of that film, and that movie doesn't work if Jay Baruchel is not experiencing it. He's like the voice of the audience. He's the guy going, I know this is nuts. And because of that, you usually root for him more so than the other characters. Like, I root for Jay Baruchel in these movies. He always plays a likable character. I mean, other than Seth Rogen, he's probably my favorite member of that group of comedians that came from that Judd Apatow era of, like, Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, Jason Segel, Jonah Hill. I think Jay Baruchel is one of my favorites, and he doesn't get enough credit like those other guys. Like, he's not super famous like Seth Rogen. He hasn't been in a hit TV show like Jason Segel and How I Met Your Mother. He hasn't been nominated for Oscars like Jonah Hill. But when I look at the quality of work, I think he's been in better movies than some of those people. Like, I think she's out of my league. You could debate whether or not that's the best movie that came out of that group. I also think that group works best when Jay Baruchel is in those movies. Like, I want Seth Rogen and Jay Baruchel to make more things together. They are such a good duo in Undeclared. They're so good in Knocked Up, and they are really insanely funny And This Is The End. I want more movies with the two of them in it. Jay's also had a pretty good career as a writer-director now. I mean, he co-wrote the first Goon movie, and he directed Goon The Last Enforcers. People love Love those movies. Sean William Scott is really good in those movies. When I watch comedies, I navigate to the guys that I relate to, and I relate to Jay Baruchel, this nerdy guy who's anxious about life and is experiencing some things that he's not used to, and he's awkward going through it. We can all relate to that idea, and Jay Baruchel is the perfect guy to play those kind of characters. I mean, you just look at this guy's resume, how many quality movies he He's been an almost famous, the TV show Undeclared, Million Dollar Baby, Knocked Up, Tropic Thunder, She's Out of My League, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, How to Train Your Dragon, Goon, This is the End, Goon the Last Enforces. I mean, so many of these films I've watched over and over and over again. Knocked Up, I've seen about 50 times. Tropic Thunder, I've seen about 30 times. She's Out of My League is one of my most watchable movies. I absolutely love this movie. This is the end I watch all the time. 
time. And one of the biggest reasons I watch these movies again and again is because of the performances of Jay Baruchel. He is simply one of the best and underrated comedic actors of my generation. And I look at that era as my golden era of watching comedies that had Seth Rogen in it, Jason Segel in it, and especially Jay Baruchel in them. Watch his movies. He is such a good actor and he is funny. And most importantly, almost all the movies Jay Baruchel is in are of high quality. That to me is what I think about when I think about Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel is not in bad movies. He is in really good, funny movies that have a lot of heart to them because of him. Jay as an actor doesn't feel like he has a comedic persona. It feels like he's being true to himself. And that's why I think as an audience, you end up rooting for the characters that he plays. So the next time you're talking about the best comedic actors of our time, don't forget to mention the name Jay Baruchel. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Palm Springs starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. Here's a quick synopsis. Sarah relives her sister's wedding day over and over again along with fellow wedding guest Niles. I absolutely love this movie. This is one of the best movies of the year so far and I didn't want to give away too much details. You need to watch this movie. It is sensational. It is hilarious. And one of the biggest reasons why is Andy Samberg, who is one of my favorite comedians. And I think Andy Samberg is a comedic genius. He's so weird and quirky. There is no other comedian like him. Pop star Never Stop Popping is an all-time comedy. And Hot Rod is even hilarious. Brooklyn Nine-Nine as a sitcom is so great. He was great on SNL, especially his Nick Cage impression. I watch videos of him doing the Nicolas Cage impression almost all the time they are laugh out loud funny obviously he also has all those weird SNL digital shorts with all those great songs I think he's my generation Steve Martin they share a musical element Steve Martin had a banjo in their comedy and in movies they both play these odd lovable characters and they are both funny in a way that is not easy to explain I can't tell someone why Andy Samberg is funny they just have to experience it the same for Steve Martin like I can't explain to you why Steve Martin is a funny guy you just have to watch his movies or his stand-up and get it. Like, you know why John Mulaney is a funny person. He is witty. He is sharp. His jokes are hilarious. Andy Samberg does not have that same quality, and neither does Steve Martin. You can't explain why the two of them are funny. They're just funny in their being. What they do is funny. When you see Andy Samberg, you instantly laugh. The same goes for Steve Martin, and they play these odd characters. They are not funny in a way that is easy to describe. Like, if I told you the premise of Popstar, you would think it was stupid, but when you actually watch it, you see that there's heart in it, and you see that Andy Samberg is the one of the funniest people in the world. And the same can be said for Steve Martin, like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I can't explain to you that premise, and you're going to get why that's funny, but when you watch that movie, it's hilarious. And there's also a bit of a heart to Steve Martin's character. The same can be said for Andy Samberg. Like, at times, they can play these unlikable characters. 
characters that you still end up liking no matter what because of their essence. You are always going to like Andy Samberg as a comedian. You're going to find him funny no matter what most of the time. And the same can be said for Steve Martin. I also think that when it comes to both of them, you either love them or you don't. There's no one who's in between on Andy Samberg. You either get his comedy or you don't. The same can be said for Steve Martin. There's no one who's in between. They either think he's one of the funniest people who ever lived or they don't get what he was doing at all. They're weird. They're odd. But if you really get them, then you 100% get them and you're always going to be a fan of them. I just think they have so much in common. And Andy Samberg as an actor should get more credit. Like it's not easy to make Connor for real a likable character in Popstar. It's not easy to make this Niles character in Palm Springs a likable character. But because it's Andy Samberg and because of his comedic style, you end up rooting for him as a person, even though sometimes in these movies, he's doing some pretty despicable things. And I think for the most part, it's because he's goofy and fun. Just like Steve Martin, these guys are silly comedians. I feel like some comedians are not as silly as them. Like Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, he has a lot of jokes, but he seems serious in his comedy. These guys are silly, weird, and fun. Andy Samberg and Steve Martin. And overall, Sandberg should get just so much more credit for how funny he is. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the funniest sitcoms. He is just so good. And all those SNL guys are just killing it right now. Seth Meyers, Bill Hader, John Mulaney, Sandberg. I mean, these guys, after they leave SNL, are really having better careers than when they left there. Will Forte, Jason Sudeikis. I mean, the list goes on and on. When you leave SNL nowadays, you usually end up having a huge amount of success. And that's exactly what Andy Samberg has had. He has had a huge amount of success in a short amount of time. Also in this movie is Kristen Milioti, who is fantastic in the film. Her and Samberg have unreal comedic chemistry, and this shows she deserves more leading roles. I mean, she was fantastic in How I Met Your Mother as the mother, and she was really good in the Martin Scorsese film Wolf of Wall Street along with Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, this is somebody who we all thought was going to blow up after we saw her in How I Met Your Mother, and it really hasn't happened. Like, she hasn't become a household name yet. Hopefully, this movie gets her to that point. I mean, after you see this movie, you are going to want so many more films where she is the lead. I mean, for as fantastic as Sandberg is in the film, it's Miliati who carries the movie as Sarah. She deserves awards consideration for this performance, especially in a year where there haven't been a lot of movies. She should definitely be in the discussion. Like, I could see this, I think this is an Oscar worthy performance in a comedy. I would love to see Palm Springs get some Oscar love in the form of Kristen Milioti getting a nomination. That's how good she is in this movie. I would love to see Samberg get one too. They're that good in this movie. Also in this film is J.K. Simmons, one of the best supporting actors around. He gives another stellar performance. He fits in so well in comedies, especially with Andy Samberg. The two of them also played father and son in the movie, I Love You Man. I mean, J.K. Simmons in this movie, he just takes it over for a few minutes. It's not that big a role, but it's just the presence around him. I mean, even when he was playing J. Jonah Jameson, I mean, he's not even in a total of like two hours of the three Spider-Man movies combined, but he has a presence where he can completely take over a movie, and I think he does so in Palm Springs. I mean, since Whiplash, he has made some really good choices. I mean, he 
had a small role in La La Land. It was small but meaningful. He was great in defending Jacob. He deserves an Emmy nomination for that. He's gone back to the comic book genre with Justice League and maybe we'll finally see his fully fledged Commissioner Gordon in the Snyder Cut. I mean, J.K. Simmons is just entering legend status at this point. The director of this film, Max Barbacow, and writer Andy Sierra prove that you can make a high concept comedy that's both silly and meaningful. I mean, sometimes when you watch these high concept comedies, they're just there to get you a laugh, and they don't know what to do with the plot outside of this situation. This movie, Palm Springs, has a really weird high concept, but it's built around these flawed, relatable characters who we've all been at some point in our lives. This isn't a wacky Will Ferrell comedy where it's joke, 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 joke. There is an actual plot. This film is about real people, and it's about some real complicated issues. Like, the movie is silly and fun, but it touches on topics like relationships and the meaning of life and how you should treat other people. Both characters are complicated who are afraid to get too close to other people and are both in denial about their issues while living the same day over and over again. I mean, the concept of the film, which I'm not going to reveal, is just a symbol of where these two flawed characters are at in their lives at this moment. It's not just a wacky comedy like Hot Tub Time Machine or one of these movies where the two characters switch bodies. Like, this movie actually has a lot to say and, while some of the laughs that you would see in those other wackier comedies. Like, this movie is really funny, but it's also meaningful. I love comedies that are a mix of the two. The wacky premise and meaningful. Like, you don't get a lot of those in the same movie. That's why 80s comedies are so rare because they had that gray mix. Like, you had Stripes. You had a wacky movie where this guy joined the military because he can't get a regular job. But also the premise is this guy doesn't know what to do with the rest of his life. Like, there is some meaning behind Stripes. There is some meaning behind Ghostbusters. Like, 80s comedies had this great mix of high concept and plot and character development. And that is exactly what Palm Springs has. It has a very high concept that seems clever. It has meaningful, flawed characters. And it has an excellent plot. There is meaning behind every scene in this movie. It's not just wacky for the purpose of being wacky. It's not just funny for the purpose of being funny. It's not just comedy for the purpose of comedy. It is saying something about the lives that we are living as human beings. And that's what the best comedies do. And that's exactly what Palm Springs does. And listen, the film might have a similar concept with Groundhog Day or Happy Death Day, but the film could not be more different than those two films. Palm Springs has an insanely fast pace and Palm Springs is built around these two characters, male and female, while Groundhog's Day is built upon one male character and Happy Death Day is built around one female character. So I think if you are entering this movie thinking you are going to watch a movie that is exactly like Groundhog Day, you are going to be pleasantly surprised because I think Palm Springs is way better than that. I think it's also better than Happy Death Day. And I love those movies, but that just shows how much I loved Palm Springs because it wasn't what I expected it to be at all. You couldn't have seen it coming, 
you have to watch the movie. You can't just read an article and understand Palm Springs. You have to watch it. You have to laugh and you're going to enjoy it. I cannot understand not enjoying this movie. I also think we should just go ahead and call it. This is the best comedy of the year. The second best is the King of Staten Island. And I love that movie, but this movie takes that crown and I can't see another movie coming out this year as funny as Palm Springs. This is also a movie that's going to age so well. Like, you are going to be able to watch this movie over and over and over again. And again, that's cool. You do that with Groundhog's Day, so that works out. I mean, Palm Springs is just one of those movies that everyone should absolutely love. I just, I love this movie. Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, J.K. Simmons give great performances. It has good comedy, and it has a plot. And again, it's one of those movies that has something to say while also being ridiculously funny. And those are the type of things that I gravitate towards. Like Pop Star was about a pop star, but it was also saying something about the business of being famous. Like that movie is ridiculously insane and hilarious, but it was also telling you about something. This movie, Palm Springs, is telling you about these flawed characters who are in a rut in their lives. I a thousand percent recommend you check out Palm Springs. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on actor Jay Baruchel in the movie Palm Springs. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actress Anna Kendrick in the movie Greyhound starring Tom Hanks. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 